Life Real Crime is a true crime podcast brought to you by Woody Overton and executive producer Toby Templey. sexual nature it should be for people that are 18 years or older heed my warning people i do not get the facts of these cases off the internet or from some television show the facts we're retelling you were presented to us by the victims of the crimes or the perpetrators who committed the crimes against the victims my description of the crime scenes are what i saw with my own two eyes If you're going to get offended, please turn this podcast off now. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Woody Overton. And y'all recording remotely today, so I apologize ahead of time if there's any audio issues. I'm sure Toby Tomplay will do his best to correct it. Uh, Real quick, I need to give a shout out to Leanne. Romash, I'm going to spell it, R-O-M-A-S-H-Y-N-A, and her family for the unselfish volunteer work they do for the community. Thank you. You are so appreciated. Today, we're going to be concluding, I guess, to turn into a series, Pad Tracks. And what I'm going to do, y'all, evidence is everything. And, and I'm going to tell you why I started to do this series and how I found out about pad tracks, and then we're gonna talk about what pad tracks is. It's huge, and, and we're gonna talk about how it's uh, beneficial and how basically, I, don't, I believe everybody in the world should be using this, and there's no reason cost-wise or other that they shouldn't be using it, okay? So that being said, this is also gonna conclude season six with the third episode of pad tracks. I'll tell you how I first came to hear about pad tracks and then we'll get into what it is. I was sitting at Duke's restaurant in Denham Springs, Louisiana. And if y'all ever go there, this is simply the best. We love their food and we love their service and the, the beer is certainly cold, sometimes <laughs> too cold. But if you ever go there and you just look to the left in the bar, that last big table, if I'm not sitting there, then I'm not there. But um, I was sitting there and I was talking to this young lady named Jessie. We were talking, there was a bunch of us actually at the, at the table talking. They were talking about Courtney Coco's case in the search warrant return that Cedric Green, if y'all remember, Cedric Green told Detective Rabelais they got nothing off the search warrant. Well, that was a lie. And because uh, I found the search warrant return. Anytime you do a search warrant in the state of Louisiana and you see something, you have to do a return to the court of what it is you see. So well, I found out. Uh, that they did take numerous items, but then the question is, where the hell are the items, right? And then I can't get into that for, um, I don't wanna do, do anything mess up the the Courtney's process, the murderer's prosecution, so we'll leave it at that. But then I was talking and the, uh, the lady Jesse said, um, I work for a company that is deals exclusively, or they're developing stuff that deals exclusively with evidence, would you be interested in coming talking to my boss, the head guy? And I was like, sure, I, it, it's local. And right here in the, in the heart of LP in Denham Springs, Louisiana. So that's where we're at today. I'm at Pad Tracks and CNA. The, the CNA is a uh, 
Am I saying that correctly? <laughs> CNA is the, is the parent uh, company of Patrax. And so I came and I met a guy named Matt Moss, and we, we've gotten together numerous times since. And I really started, when he showed me what it is that they do, and, and I'm gonna get him to explain the stuff to y'all, it blew my mind, okay? You as true crime fa uh, fans, and certainly all my law enforcement buddies from around the globe that are listening, et cetera, wait until you hear this. I didn't know about it, and but I wish the hell we'd have had it back in the day. Um, but Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office has it now, but we're gonna get into that. So I came and met uh, Matt Moss, and, and what is your title, Matt? Or what president. Is president of Patrack? CNA Associates. Okay, so. Okay, so he's the, he's the top dog with both companies then, I guess, y'all. Uh, so I came and met Matt, and he, and, and he did like a presentation of the stuff on the evidence, and I was like, man, this is just stellar. So what we're gonna do is get into that, but Matt and I would go and, and, and have a beer, and we talked about different things, and, and this has been going on for several months now. Um, when I started Pad Tracks, the series, I didn't know how long it was going to go, but it, I want to give y'all a story, and that's one of many, that I worked, the first one I did about the department had had the malfeasance uh, in evidence going missing by somebody slicing open the evidence in the envelopes and stealing the narcotics. Now, then I morphed that into the, the one the second week and showed you a, another problem on evidence where it's a rape deal and they're asking to go in, they can't find evidence, right? And, and so that's a huge problem. And in my mind, the, the your two main problems with evidence are going to be both, and you might have something mad, uh, uh, that I'm not thinking about, but it's human error, whether it's by malfeasance in office, by being uh, dirty, or hell, it's just the human error part, y'all. The evidence is, is Everything that you do, every criminal case that you work, uh, you take evidence in, and, and whether it's a report or physical evidence or whatever, and it all has to go somewhere, right? Now, natural reports go to records, but every all the physical evidence you seize has to get processed in, and it takes it takes more time than working the cases do, but it, it did in my day. I'd have to seize the evidence and uh, fill out all these forms and then take it in and, and somebody uh, establish a chain of custody, take things up, do the whole nine yards, enter it. It, it was nighttime. We had an old mailbox that you dropped it into, and, uh, and which was secure. And whomever came down, uh, they lived in spare sheriff's office back then, didn't have a mm -hmm. full-time evidence officer. And they would take it and process it. And I told you all about uh, the process of taking it to the lab on Wednesdays, it, you know, uh, they didn't have a set person to take it to the lab, but we had a, a, an appointment, I think at 10 o'clock in the morning at State Police <coughs> Crime Lab on Wednesdays, and you'd bring all this evidence over, whether it was dope or guns to be tested or DNA, whatever, and have to establish a chain of custody with State Police Crime Lab and turn it over. Well, you, you know, you, you're handling all this stuff, there is, we're all human. There are certainly going to be mistakes that are made, and guess what? You cannot afford to make mistakes in these cases. Even let's say, even if it's just a narcotics case, uh, uh, if it's let's say it's a, a heroin dealer, okay, and the the mistake gets made, and the person gets to go free because of it, and they they sell some hot dope to somebody later on, and they overdose on it. So there's no such thing as a small uh, evidence case, right? And it, or, or of course, you know, DNA and, and homicides and rape cases and all that. So the, there's, to me, in my mind's eye, if, if you can avoid or, or minimize the chances of the human error, human error by the sheer volume of material that they, these people handle, or take away, because a lot keeps an honest man honest, you take away the, um, the initiative or the want to of the, the, somebody stealing narcotics or cash money and, or whatever it is from the evidence room. So that being said, I'm gonna introduce y'all to Mr. Matt Moss, president of CNA mm -hmm. and Pat Tracks. And Matt, tell us 
Y'all know we're raw and unscripted. It's just, just tell us about pad tracks, tell okay. how I got started. I like how the idea. Of, you tell about CNA and then the pad tracks or whatever you want. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is my no, first thank podcast. You. Thank so, you for doing this. I, so I apologize <laughs> early. Um, so CNA got started uh, in the late '80s as a financial company. Uh, it's a family-owned company. Uh, my mother and father. They started with writing software to cash checks at banks. Uh, it's now called Check 21. Uh, Bill, my father, had a hand in that. And from there, we've gotten into uh, not only the software back end at financial institutions, and when I say financial institutions, I mean banks, credit unions, universities, anybody that takes a check. And now we, we sub out the, con- the construction of a facility but when you walk into a financial institution from bulletproof glass to countertops to ATMs to vacuum tubes, all that, we sell it, install it, and maintain it. Uh, we're, we're large here in the Gulf South for that. And um, we have a lot of knowledge just from the banking background, the financial background. So in uh, 2001, 2002-ish, we were at a banking convention. Uh, we, we got a booth, we're telling potential and current customers, what we got, what's new. And got next to us is selling this software solution and hardware solution known as RFID, Radio Frequency Identification. So for that, in layman's terms, if you've ever been through a tollway, and you know, we have one in Louisiana being a causeway, but being from Louisiana, you go out of state, you hit a tollway, well, you're like me, I'm in the right-hand lane, I'm paying my 50 cents, and I'm going through stuck in traffic. Well, to speed up the process and make it an unmanned station, they have little toll tags. Put them on their windshield, and as they go under the toll, there's an RFID reader, and it's just shooting out a radio wave. And as you pass through at 60, 50, you know, probably like you, 90 miles an hour, <laughs> it shoots back and says, oh, there's Woody Overton. He came through here at 12.33, charge him as 50 cents, or if you pay annually, whatever. Well, this gentleman next to us was going to track loan documents. Uh, at that point in time, there was the big push to for financial institutions to keep up with the original loan document. If you went in for a loan, and if you'll remember back in the day, everybody said, oh, you gotta sign in blue ink now because you can't photocopy it, it needs to be in color. Yeah. So we said, oh, great idea. You know, We always wanna grow, we wanna expand, offer new things to our customers. So we said, yeah, great idea, let's do it. So that year, Probably eight, nine months later, we're at our company Crawfish Boil, like every good Louisiana company has. And our owner, Bill, is sitting next to his second cousin, who happens to be Pat Canulet. He was a four-term sheriff in St. Tammany. And he's telling about this new thing with RFID. And so Uncle Pat just looks over and goes, well, why can't you track evidence? And Bill said, we'll be tracking evidence in two years. Wow. And that's where it all got started. Wow. Sheriff Canulet kind of opened his doors. I got to know his evidence people. They kind of gave me the, the rundown and just sitting there watching the amount of work they had to do. You know, if you're like me, I, I basically have three things on me at all times. I got my keys, I got my wallet, and I got my cell phone. Right. I lose one of those three at least twice a week. Right. So three things I can't keep up with sometimes. But in, let's say, a small agency, a small law enforcement agency, They'll have a minimum, let's say, a thousand items. Right. It's it's almost laughable to think one person can keep up with this amount of stuff for the life of it. Right. It's just tough. And it, and it's not just sitting there. I mean, no. It's going Constantly coming and going, going, whether mm-hmm. to court or to the lab or to whatever. Right. Absolutely. And uh, so, uh, as naive as we thought we were, we thought we'd have something ready to go in a year and a half. Uh, you know, we were. Have some very smart people with us and long story short five years later we finally decided we're ready to put this in somewhere yeah. and uh, a shout out to uh, the Baker Police Department here local right. in Baton Rouge uh, Mike Knapps and, and Randall Dunaway for giving us our first shot and they really worked with us and you know uh, if anybody has had a product that really works at your office or at your house you know that first time you put it in at a customer it's not going to work right. Right. Different right. environment, yeah, different things, yeah. Trial and error, right? Um, and again, if it wasn't for you know, Snapper and Dunaway, I mean, they really worked with us. And, and we were there probably twice a week, you know, what's going on, finding it. And we rewrote it. And, you know, I guess we finally uh, 
said that was installed and lived in 2000. Tip, tell me what it is, and I'm going to interrupt you yeah. live. I'm just bad about that. Tell me what it is actually that you install, and what, what this, or I'm sure you're going to get that to that, or the system. Yeah, so uh, at, at today's, after probably 50 different updates and stuff, because right. again, we're constantly listening. Right, yeah. so hearing the you're always trying to improve. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, it, it's really twofold. It's hardware and software. Uh, the software for Patrax is written all in-house by our developers, and a lot is from our customers. Hey, it'd be cool if it did this. You're absolutely right. Um, and what it is is we interface with hardware that's either emitting a radio wave or reflecting one back. And through that, we have algorithms in the software that can triangulate and tell whether a piece of evidence is literally in the evidence vault and, it's, and it stays there, or if it's walking out, and why is it walking out? Um, and we'll get into some of the things, uh, right. as you mentioned. But with that, we have cut down the workload of someone having to, one, how long does it take you to put in a piece of evidence or anything that's on pen and paper? Yeah, it takes forever. Yeah. Especially if you have lap submittals and everything else to go with it. It's or you gotta something. rewrite it. Somebody's already yeah, written yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Right. you know? Right. Um, to the point where now we can run a 100,000, a hundred thousand piece inventory and before lunch. Yeah, well, I can I can tell you back in the day, the evidence storage was the old jail and the top of the courthouse and the stairwell was because uh, we're so limited on space it was in my little private office. In the you know, I can tell you, being up there in July, looking <laughs> in every cell is full from the bottom to the top of boxes and bags and mm -hmm. as far as you could see. In spending three days, uh, numerous detectives spending three days looking for one piece of evidence. Mm -hmm. And how much money did they waste? I mean, we could have been working other cases, but this was important. Oh, it was a shot piece at the time. You had to have it, right? And uh, uh, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm just giving them an idea. Not only the the cells, but the 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 cell block hallway. And there wasn't you couldn't the, you couldn't walk. Mm -mm. And then none of it's categorized. Right. They just you know, take it in and get up there and throw it up there. Yeah. Evidence in general is a different breed of animal. Um, you know, it's a lot of times you have these huge infrastructures that law enforcement uses to from 911 to reports right. and, you know, to the DA, to the court system, all these things. Right. And evidence is just left behind. Right. You know, people just assume it's this big storage unit sitting off in the back corner. And, you know, it's just it's just evidence. Just put it in the box, right? Yeah. Well, they, but what I tried to do in the first two episodes is put each piece of evidence is somebody's story. 100%. It is somebody's life and good, bad, or indifferent, whatever it may be, it is vital. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been collected. It, it, you, may, you may not know it's vital yet. Right. You may not come back to it's a cold case and turns out to be a serial killer, mm -hmm. right? And uh, uh, CODIS or whatever, years later. But it's if I'm taking evidence from a scene, it's because I think at some point, some time, this may be valid. Mm -hmm. So you know, Evidence is in there to protect someone. Right. You know, whether it be because you're trying to catch the bad guy or because it just needs to be off the streets. All right. Um, you know, however, the secondary piece with evidence, and we've talked about this, is a lot of times the people that are in charge of taking evidence is because, and you touched on this in, your, in the first episode, you know, they're in there because, you know, they're on dust duty because of right. some reason or right. they're there to retire. Right. You well, know. we call that Rod retired on duty. Some, some of them, y'all, not, right. but just start not saying that everyone, yeah. but it's generally, I hate to say that's a place where, you know, people go, their careers go to die or whatever, but then because it's not, and there's 95% mm -hmm. uh, of them are, are dedicated or what have you, but you're, you're right. Mm -hmm. Some of them are there and that's their last days and they, they don't give a flip. Yeah. And, and it's not just evidence, you know, they go right. to other places yeah, that, right. to do the same thing. You know, they're just there. Right. Not, right. You know, get the retirement out. Right. Um, and, and it's really bad. And so what we wanted to do is be able to provide a solution that not only somebody that is hired to do this job and does it well and is there for a purpose and understands the importance of it, but somebody that comes in that says, you know, why am I here? Mm -hmm. You know, we wanted to give them something that was, one, we like to say cop-friendly, easy to use. Right. And number two, you know, there's no training aspect. 
You know, what do you want to do? Just follow one, two, three. Right. It's done for you. Right. And to the point where, just as we said, you know, a lot of things just get misplaced. You have a bad day. You right. meant to put this piece of evidence in box one, right. two, three. Or, you, or you're getting ready to do it and, and something else happened. The sheriff called and, and, and whatever. And then somebody else called. And then maybe your kid got sick or something and he left. Great it. point. Right. You right. know, a lot of evidence people that I know are part of the uh, CSI team. Right. So when exactly. the major crime happens, they got to leave and go exactly take pictures. Right. Yeah. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. And, you know, what are the odds you're going to take that in a, you know, for your show or whatnot, but you're going to take that little bag of dope. Right. And go put it in there. When it's already in the vault, it's right. secure. Right. I'll just right. do when I get back because we got a murder that just happened. Hey, look, I can tell you the, the, the uh, I can remember going from scene to scene, and, 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 and be honest with you, I, I would tag a bag of evidence, so I throw it in the in my trunk, and mm-hmm. it might be it might be two weeks before I get it in because I know this right. guy is dead from a suicide and and whatever mm-hmm. it may be. I mean, life happens, right? Mm-hmm. And the job happens. Well, and that brings up a perfect point is we took our knowledge of banking being, you know, everything in financials is a debit or a credit. So we took our system and built it to have these checks and balances, these debits and credits that says your chain of custody is is up to date. It's correct. There are no issues to the point where we give the deputies, the officers that are on the streets, the ability to key in that evidence right there in their car so that if you get called out and you forget it's not going to be stuck in your trunk for a week because what if it's you know DNA or something that right, needs right, to go right, into right. a refrigerator? Well, I, well, I, right, and again, right. it's a human error. Right. You just forget. I, I forget where I put my cell phone right, today. Right. It happens, um, and unfortunately, you can't bring up the evidence bag and find it. Okay, so, so real quick, and um, I'm in the field. I take a piece of evidence, mm-hmm. and talk, tell me what happens. So and now t- I'm probably throwing you off again, but but I just I like to no, see no. what I get. So I'm just doing my best not to look at the iPad as it throws me off every oh, time. Oh, they don't work. I know, I, I know, can turn I know. So, um, you know, he's talking about doing a live Patreon recording uh, for Patreon members to put up on the Patreon on the page. It, it, yeah, nobody, yeah. I got the looks for radio. Yeah. So um, uh, what was your question? The Okay, so okay. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an officer in the field, mm-hmm. and I take – okay, first of all, again, y'all, law enforcement officials and district attorneys – by law, have a responsibility to maintain evidence mm-hmm. once they take it into their custody to maintain it and not screw it up, to put it in layman's terms, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm on scene, I'm taking in evidence. What is the process? All right. So, uh, first thing is your your people are going to inspect it and what a lot of people call bag and tag. Right, right. We're going to throw it in the bag. We're either going to write on that bag or we're going to type it into wherever, whatever database we have, and it's gonna print us out a tag. So what we did is we gave the ability to, one, go directly into our system, if that's the way, and again, we don't hold anybody's feet to the fire. You operate the way you want, we're gonna make it work as best we can. So one, they can go directly into ours, and we call it manual entry. The officer deputy is gonna manually enter, you know, time, date, case number, description, whatever. So again, at that point, they can go directly into our system, or, we write what's called an interface and we go directly into the RMS. So your officers, deputies don't have to change anything they do today by using our product. They type it into the RMS. When they hit save, records management system okay. or uh, or CAD, right, which is right, your right, now right, on right. dispatch yeah, 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 and yeah, RMS yeah, combined. Yeah, so um, either way, first thing they're gonna do is bag and tag and manually enter somewhere. Mm-hmm. And from there, what we want to do is get that into a temporary holding. And so obviously the trunk of a car sitting on a desk is not temporary holding. You know, that right. needs to be turned over securely. Right, all right. So when they when they type it in, is it, all, it shows that they take it in, that they're establishing chain of custody. They're establishing I have possession of something. Right, 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 right. And what that is doing is it's going to alert the evidence officer, hey, you should have X amount of things, 10 things coming in today. Right, from Joe Blake. Right, right. You know, and from there, if as the evidence officer, I go to my temporary storage where you should have put it, go into my locker, mailbox bin, whatever it is, and everybody's different, you know, by size and right. category of the law enforcement agency. They pull it out. Well, if I only got nine, I can now immediately know, you know, Woody took this piece of evidence. Let me call him and see what's going on. And I'll call, hey, Woody, what's up? And you can go, hey, I got another active crime scene. I'm going to be there tonight. All right, cool. Just don't forget about it. 
because and then you know that actually happened to me before. I had something slid uh, off the seat, and one of the bags went under the seat. Mm-hmm. Right, and then it, that was almost a real mess up. You just reminded me of that story. Right? And, and that's the thing. There's your checks and balances. There's your debits and credits. Right. The debit, excuse me, the credit is you putting it in, going, I've got this. Right. Well, the debit is making sure the evidence officer gets it. Right. Because you want to transfer it out of your name. Right. Right? right, but it also sure, needs to be absolutely. secure, right. and that's the thing. We want to make chain of custody that debit credit solution. Right. You got it, now you need to give Excellent. it to me. And, and, and pop it in my head that this is so important because the first thing a defense attorney is going to do is challenge the evidence. Absolutely, right? if you don't have the evidence, and 90 percent of the crimes they're going to walk, mm-hmm. right? So. And from there, what we have our evidence officers do is they uh, wave it over what we call the black box. It's an RFID near field reader, just like access control with kind cards. Kind of like a Walmart, when you scan an item at a Walmart? 100% correct. Right. But instead of a barcode, it's an RFID tag. And from there, it just says, yep, I now have it. Woody doesn't have it, and it's at my desk. Right. So now we're showing that chain of custody simply by you printing a tag right. and that evidence officer scanning it over the USB-driven device. Right. So I'm bad about it. Just hold on. So number one, mm-hmm. the number one benefit is we can eliminate the human error part of my because I had the big extended cab uh, covered up truck and I can remember having to run to another scene and I had to slam my brakes and I had the bags fall off and I went in. But we can eliminate the, if if I don't turn in that tenth piece of evidence, mm-hmm. they're going to know automatically because it's in it's in the system. Exactly. How many is supposed to come mm-hmm. in? So that eliminates human error right there. Also, it eliminates the malfeasance part of the initial collection on, well, I guess they could always say they didn't collect whatever. but If they but, don't enter but, it, you right. know, there's or it no Or you can stop to, your partner, the, the rookie training from coming in the truck and grabbing it out when you're mm-hmm. not looking. Yep. So, okay. Yep. And, but from there, we're literally, literally establishing those chain of custody events. It went from Woody. It's now with Matt, the evidence officer. It's now in the sheriff's department simply by printing tags. And that's that credit and debit. So now we're not taking this time where not only do you have to bag and tag it and write it up, but now you got to sign a book that says here's chain of custody. Right. Then I've literally got to see you do it and Absolutely. grab it from you. Absolutely. Well, we're eliminating seven, eight minutes in the process. Right. Boom. Right there. Right. But I, 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 Go back to the Wednesday appointments. A couple times I had to take these big bins of evidence down there. That I had to sign for each piece of the thing mm-hmm. on on the sheet. And the shit, it took uh, from the time you get there at eight o'clock in the morning to nine something mm-hmm. uh, to get it done. Not if you're working lucky. with the lady, right? Yeah. And then this eliminates eliminates that. Especially if you walk in and somebody else is already doing it. Yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. So um, from there, we want to just establish that that evidence actually makes it into the secure facility right and that's where if you would the magic happens we put up what we call enterprise readers throughout the department and it's just like a tollway we can literally watch these pieces of evidence flow from the evidence officer's desk that not only are we walking down the hallway but it entered the evidence vault it's time and date stamped wow and then whenever they walk out we do a full audit of the room and it says yep they're still here wow so you, when you say we, you mean the system does. Correct. Right, right. And, and uh, I mean, the money alone in the man hours just in those first few steps is huge. 100% correct. And, and eliminating the human error by hook or crook. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so at that point, as you know, it, it's constantly flowing. Right. And what we do is we monitor, again, what's going in and out to where if something walks out and the evidence officer or whomever doesn't go through that transfer, right. within 15 seconds, we alert the evidence department and say, hey, this item just walked out and nobody said it was supposed to. Wow. So now, you know, and it happens. It's human error. You right. walk in, you need to get 100 things to go to the lab. Right. 99 of them are correct and one's just the wrong one, right? It just happened yeah, to be the yeah, wrong one. Yeah, because human error, I mean, they could just throw the wrong thing in the box. Right. right? right. So, if without Patrax, what happens? You right. walk out, you yeah. go to the lab, right. you get to the lab, and they go, this is the wrong item. That's exactly right. Or the lab doesn't catch it, and it stays at the lab. Right. So now we've got untransferred evidence, leaving the premises, right. going with somebody, right. 
You're it's a can of worms. That case, that case is over with when the defense attorney finds out about it and uh, somebody's mm-hmm. life is getting messed up. Yeah. And, and whether it could be the bad guy's life not getting messed up because they're going to walk yeah. or the victim not getting justice, right? So let's say best case scenario, that happens. You go to the crime lab. You've already said it takes about an hour. Right. So that evidence is out for three hours, right. let's say. You know, Livingston to right, Baton Rouge right, Independence. Right. So... Okay, great. Three hours. But that's three hours unaccounted for. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's over with. So you have a, a fiduciary, you have a legal responsibility Ethical. to protect mm-hmm. that evidence, yeah. period. And, then, and, and the DAs and the, and the law enforcement representatives, so three hours without, you're done. Mm-hmm. Well, so worst case scenario, you drop it there and it stays for three months. Right. But what if we could correct that within 15 seconds? Boom. You just got an email and a text to your phone that says, hey, Woody, you're walking out with something that's wrong. Right. Oh, okay. okay. And, and, it's corrected. And that's this is... Well, not only tracks. is it corrected, but it's documented. You right. pull the report and it'll say, hey, we saw Woody walk out. And when you turn it back in, you got to give a reason. I grabbed the wrong bag. It was, you know, a mistake. Right, right, Woody right, over right, right. taking taking responsibility. That, and that's understandable. Yeah. I mean, it's just like... Uh, work at a murder scene and, and people that come in, whether it's Acadian or whatever, and we, we end up pulling DNA samples from them later on just in case their stuff mm-hmm. is in there. So it's, it's overkill, it's correct. And, mm-hmm. and, and uh, again, I'm coming from the criminal side, The I wish we'd had this back in the day because I can't tell you how many times evidence is, that they're attacking that first. The chain sure. of custody, chain of custody, evidence is everything. Mm-hmm. And you know, Look, it, it, there is no overall standard and procedure. There are a few different places, like Kalia is a big one in the United States. And, there, you know, you should do an audit every year. You should do this. You should do that. But what if you don't? And what if you don't follow it? Uh, let me tell you about that, Matt. Uh, every policy and procedure that's ever been written is because somebody screwed somebody. Sure. Uh, they, they only mm-hmm. got put in place because they got their... They got busted for whatever. And uh, it's always going to be more stuff. Right. And so, and I'm skipping around again. I am taking evidence in, entering it in. Evidence uh, knows it's supposed to be coming. The Mm -hmm. time saved. It gets there. We know the chain of custody is reestablished. You you can show where it goes down the hallway, what room it's put in or whatever. And by who? And by whom? Then, that is just priceless from taking the defense attorney's ball game away mm-hmm. from. But so it's stored. Uh, so you, anytime it leaves, like to go to the crime lab, it it, it, it the system tracks it all. Yep, tracks I tell you what, once you put this RFID on it, mm-hmm. then you know where it's at. Period. Yes. Forever. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one, we can. Tell you, it's in out. Uh, if it ever walks out, we always have to have a signature, photo attachment, right. whatever you want. But even though but, it walks out, somebody signs for mm-hmm. it, then it's still being tracked. As long as it's in the premises, wherever right, we have right, a reader, right, we right, can right, see it. You right. know, it's not a GPS unit right, by okay, any means. Right. You know, I'm not going to be able to right. see it go down the. But hall you know who, who uh, walked out with it, right? 100%. And uh, even to the point where if it was going to the crime lab, right. and we set up readers at the crime lab, right. when it walks out of LPSO, we know who it is, and when. Right. And then we can literally tell you when it walked in over there. Right. Boom. Right. right. There's a chain of custody, and it took 38 minutes right. to get there. Right. Yeah, that's excellent. And then, um, and then I've been thinking about it for a long time. I don't see where I could see two problems that departments would throw up to stop the use of the system. First of all, let me ask this: Is there anybody else that has a patent to do this, or, or I mean, we we own the three sole patents. So to I mean, track this is it. This is cutting edge mm-hmm. technology that y'all developed right here, Denham Springs, fully Louisiana. developed and sole sourced here in Denham Springs. And you've been doing it, uh, and y'all have the knowledge of it because I've been talking to Matt for a long time. But you've been doing it not just with Louisiana agencies, but you you started with local Baker, mm-hmm. and then I know you're in with Jason with the Livingston Parish mm-hmm. Sheriff's Office, and I, uh, the, the, tell, can you tell us kind of how you spread? I, I don't see where a department or a district attorney 
any law enforcement agency or district attorney cannot afford to have this in place. Mm -hmm. One, you save any embarrassment or loss of cases due to hook or crook, malfeasance mm -hmm. or human error. Two, the man hours that you save on handling evidence has got to be huge. Just go and look mm -hmm. for one piece. And, and I don't care if your evidence closet, you don't have an evidence officer and you have to go in and dig for it. Somebody's got to go dig, mm -hmm. you know? And if you can't find it, oh shit, you know, it's on now, yep. right? And, and, and so you eliminate all that. Mm -hmm. So, but their pushback's going to be cost and uh, uh, the good old boy network very much. Mm -hmm. so we've, we've been doing it like this for a hundred years. Yep. And, 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 but the way to flip them over, and I think everybody should use it. I, I thought it was genius, and I'm not, I'm not kissing ass. I, I thought it was genius when I came here that day, and I started thinking about thinking about thinking about it. And then I talked to a couple people about it, friends of mine in law enforcement. I was like, holy shit, why, why isn't this everywhere? Mm -hmm. And why hadn't I even heard about it? You know, the, uh, um, yeah, but I think people need to know about it because it, 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 you have to put the personal touch on it. It's not about, I, for you it's about business, but for, for me, it's about every single screw up is somebody's life. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and uh, it's kind of like having a migraine. Everybody knows what it is, but until you go through one and experience it, mm -hmm. you, you don't really understand, right? And you can't really feel the pain. As far as just saying, oh, we've been doing it like this for a million years, mm -hmm. my, my throwback to them would be, well, how many screw ups do you have? And I, mm -hmm. I know you're not gonna tell me. But, uh, uh, the other one is, you could, you know, absolutely ask them how much they pay their deputies an hour or whatever to go dig around for what have you and, and, and whatever. But, I mean, uh, it's just genius. But uh, Let me answer your first one about how, how we spread and how we get out there and then hopefully answer your question of, you know, why don't more people know about it? Mm -hmm. So um, when we really got moving, we found organizations like NCAPE, North Carolina Association of Property and Evidence. And this entire organization is to, is for the state of North Carolina, obviously. But they invite all the evidence personnel, whether they're um, commissioned officers or, you know. Employees that handle evidence. Right. right. And they get them all together twice a year and say, hey, Who's got problems? How'd you solve it? What'd you do? Hey, you know, and they talk. Sounds like they're and on the cutting edge. It's a networking atmosphere, but the fact that they all want to be on the same page, they don't want to have these, right. you know, Snacks. Yeah, yeah, stories right. about them. Right. But they really kind of opened our eyes that, you know, there are people out here that genuinely take this uh, seriously. And 99% of all law enforcement yeah. uh, people are great. And I hate to say it to anybody that listens to the podcast, but we go to, uh, you know, talk to chiefs and sheriffs. And sometimes the organizations are so big, you say, chief, sheriff, what are you doing with your evidence? And they go, I don't know. It's taken care of. Right. You know, okay, great. That is a reasonable right. answer. Right. I mean, you talk about, you know, even, I don't know, Baton Rouge PD, who's nowhere close to a medium-sized city in the right. United States. How many officers do you think they got? Uh, I don't know. It's not that many. I mean... Uh, thousand? Uh, I wouldn't think they had no, that many. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Probably you know, I got seven hundred people to worry about. I know no no stories right. ever came up about evidence, right. so I assume it's fine. Right. Well, that could be that could be the different story. And I'm not calling out bad news, but I mean right. just yeah. making an example of size. Um, but you know, uh, well, Livingston Parish. How many deputies do they have nowadays? I don't know, but I I equated and I think it's three hundred something. But I, I equated back. When I was in detectives, we had eight. Now it's for everything. Now they have thirty. Right. Right. So it's it's a pretty good sized department. Now. Yeah. So you know, um, a lot of chiefs are are getting more progressive. Um, you know, Jason Ard's a perfect story. You know, we go to the sheriff's association here, and everybody wants to know what Jason's doing. He's young, he's progressive, right. Right. He, yeah. but he That's also it. wants to get the best for his people. Right. And that really gives shot. And you know, told Jason, uh, you know, give me a shot. Let me show you what I can do, and and he did, and we've been there for I guess three and a half years now. That's awesome. That cool. the, the, uh, that goes back to Willie brought him up, Willie Gray's, mm -hmm. and Willie when I got hired on, he said, "Yeah, you may not always have, or you're not always going to have the best pay, but I promise you, you will have the best equipment and mm -hmm. the best uh, training in the state of Louisiana." 
If you so, want a good team, take care of your team. Right, right. So you got him with Sheriff Arbor, Jason, uh, um, and how's that worked out? Great, great. Um, I guess, like I said, they've been using this for maybe four and a half, five years now. Uh, when we put in there, they had one evidence officer, and, and then I think they grew to three. They have two now. Really? And, That's uh, crazy yeah. that, that, mm-hmm. how much it's grown. You're not just in the state of Louisiana now. No. I know you're all over the country, mm-hmm. right? And and so uh, I guess we can talk about that, and, and, and maybe if you if you know of any instances of how it saved uh, Patrick's work. So I have what we would consider a medium-sized law enforcement agency, and uh, one particular day, the evidence person calls us up and says, hey, the system's broken. It's not working. It's not working. And we said, okay, what's going on? And they were talking to uh, people on our development team, and they said, well, we brought these pieces of evidence. Uh, I think it was uh, 12 or 13 items. We'll say 12 for Baker's dozen that were at the crime lab. And we said, okay. And they said, but the system's saying they're here. They're here. So uh, my guys look into the database. They see something. They said, all right, well, I'll tell you what. Give us a day. We'll come out there, and we'll take care of it. So they so, said, okay. So they're saying, this, the system is saying the evidence is in-house. Is in-house, but it was at the crime lab. The evidence people were saying, no, it's at the crime lab. We brought them. They're right. over there. Right. So because it's RFID, we have a handheld device that will literally walk you to whatever you're looking for. So at this time, they, they might have had 20, maybe 25,000 items tagged, and we can literally singular, uh, singulate on a particular piece and walk within three inches of it. Right. So we show up, and uh, as my guys like to say, I go and do my job. I grab the people, just kind of small talk. Hey, right. you know, right. the weather's nice weather, and they're right. Hustle. Yeah, do, doing the job. Right. And uh, so I guess, you know, Carrie, Jim, and Sean, you know, they're great. Right. And uh, again, have a good team if you want to have a good product. Right. So uh, they go in there and sure enough, they start pinging them. And they said, look, here's one, here's one. Well, then they find this manila envelope that is unmarked, just regular manila envelope, sealed, and it's in the destruction bin. Really? And they find two or three of these live evidence items that had just came back from the crime lab. And for whatever reason, they put them down on this desk and we assume they just got moved because it's unmarked mm-hmm. and they got placed in the destruction bin. Wow. Come a month later, these pieces that are live for a case that could eventually go to trial are going to be destroyed, yeah. never to be seen again, right. and have no idea why. Right. And it was because of a human error. Yeah. I put it down on this desk. I forgot about it. It apparently got moved. Yeah. And the fact that we could take a handheld, find all 12 of them right. in a matter of minutes and go, no, they're all here. We, of course, walked out high fives and like, okay, all right, thanks for coming out. Yeah, we're all good, you know? And and guess what? Whatever that agency is uh, paying, they know they just got it back in space, right? And it was literally because they walked down the hallway and walked in the room and we said, hey, we see them. What do you want to do? they accidentally, human error, threw the evidence away. Yeah, and and the thing is, is we again checks and balances. Right, right. right. That check would have been for them to check it in properly. Hey, right. Matt Moss just walked back in. I have this evidence. I'm going to put it in. Great, right. it's all done. Right. Well, they just walked in the room. Well, so what we were requesting from them is, hey, you know, what what's it for? Does it need to be destroyed? Does it need to go back on the shelf? And so we were giving them these warnings. Hey, right. we see this item. Tell me what you want to do with it. And they were going, no, it's at the crime lab. Yeah. Well, no, they were, and yeah. immediately we found it. Uh, you know, they thought it was an error. It wasn't. The system was op- right. operating properly. Right. Thank you. Yep, right. you're right. Let me check them in. Boom, we're done. Ready for trial. And it, you know what? It, it might have been a whole lot more than one case. Oh, oh it, it, it was definitely have, multiple it cases. Been, it could have been multiple mm-hmm. cases. So, mm-hmm. so there's an example, y'all, of the human error side of things. And it's not because anybody was bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't get any benefit by throwing stuff in the garbage on no. accident. It's because they're busy. Uh, uh, and they're human. Mm-hmm. So pad tracks limited that and saved however many of these cases were. And that's why I got excited about y'all. Um, and I know you're all over the country. Do you, if you want to share another example or something, that's fine. But if not, the, uh, I guarantee you. Tell me about going across the country. And I'm sure that, that probably um, you do shows or whatever. But I'm sure... A lot of the departments, because I, I know cops, and, and, and I know, and I've been on the supervisor and also, and I know that a lot of them be like, oh, we, we don't want to 
bucker system or, or whatever, but uh, how have you gotten people to be receptive to you? It's, uh, it boils down to education right. and not you know school or anything, but the fact that a lot of people just don't know there's another solution out there. Right. And again, that could be because we're on pen and paper and, That's why we're, doing this today. and we're such a small agency, we don't have a budget, there's no reason to go look. Or it could be, you know, what I'm doing works for me, mm-hmm. and I don't have a problem. Great. Right. If you're doing something, great. Use it. Use it to the best of its abilities. I mean, we have people that call us with no budget, and they say, you know, how much would your system cost? And we say, what are you doing now? Because they've heard about you through somebody else. Right. Yeah. And, and they're doing their homework. Right, right. You know, they're trying to get they educated. What can a, be better? Probably had a mistake and don't want it again, right? Yeah. Or they're trying not to have right. a mistake because their neighbor it. had it. Right, right, right. And, um, you know, they'll call and say, well, how much is your system? And we'll say, what are you doing now? And they say, well, we're on pen and paper. Okay, well, do you have a computer? And they say, well, of course we have a computer. Have you tried putting it in Excel? You know, it's free. You have it. Mm-hmm. Do that. You know, use what you got for free. Right. If you want some guidance, we can help you with it. Right. If you want to go with us, let me come out. Let me take a look. I mean, we, we certainly, we purposely don't publish or get into any um, of these situations where we have to publish our price because right. one you know what Livingston Parish may pay for it may not oh, be it's what, different yeah you yeah. know you, you get a Boston PD right well you know Deuce on Louisiana right. can't, right. can't right. afford that right. and you, you don't expect them to right so we purposely don't do that because well, you, you and you and I talk and like talking about Doosong, uh, which used to be the home of the last roundup mm-hmm. way back in the day. <laughs> That's a super small department, right? But certainly they can't afford what Boston PD can afford. Mm-hmm. But also, they're not going to be handling the amount of evidence Absolutely not. that the large agencies. That price is going to be determined by whatever, the size and the use. Of what do you really whatever. need? How right. can we help you? You know, right. Just because Dusan needs some help doesn't mean I have to give them what Livingston Parish needs because right. of the amount of volume. Right. And, and that's our thing. We want to be able to help the community size. Right. Great. If we get, you know, we have a customer now that has a 75,000 square foot warehouse with 30 readers tracking a little over a million items. You're talking about a law enforcement agency. Yes. A yeah. big sheriff uh, department. Over a million items? Over a million items. You yeah. think there's not the, the old archaic system, whatever they were well, using... Uh, the, the the propensity the, the for human error to be theirs is I, I guarantee it happened every day almost probably. Uh, you know, let's say Livingston Parish has fifty thousand items in evidence, right? They have two people. Mm-hmm. Okay, again, that's a lot of that's twenty five thousand right. items a person. Right. This place has, I think, eleven evidence people on three different shifts daily, so thirty three wow. people wow. to do it, and wow. you got to have it. But if you, you but you. Uh, I, I want the listeners to and go back to the fact that this is not a choice for about maintaining evidence. This is the law. Have to. When you take evidence in as a law enforcement representative or district attorney's office, in, at least on Louisiana law, you are legally responsible. Well, so, how did every cold case get solved? By going back and looking and, at evidence. Evidence. That's right. Yeah. Fresh eyes on, on, on the stuff and, mm-hmm. or new information come back, but you mm-hmm. still got to go back to the evidence. And uh, evidence is everything. Yeah, you know, yeah. you look at a trial, and I, you know, I could be way off base here, but right. has anybody ever been convicted of anything without evidence? And uh, I mean, well, but, uh, no, but, I mean, even if it's circumstantial or direct evidence, but they, uh, you got to have evidence. Right. So evidence is everything. Uh, I mean, so many cases are lost because of simple, simple human error, yeah. right? And, you know, and it can be avoided. That's the thing. Yes. Yeah, I promise you, Willie Graves would have had this, and and uh, he was a he, mm-hmm. he was a forward thinker like Jason is, mm-hmm. right? He wanted the best in in uh, the best systems in place and everything else, especially if it could stop somebody else from getting hurt. One of his officers, or a case, uh, a victim from getting hurt again, or a case from being mm-hmm. lost, right? And why? That's why I got excited about Patrax. Mm-hmm. That's why I want everybody to know about it. Because yeah. if I don't know about it, right. then I mean, these, all these true crime fans—they're fanatics, right? right. They, all my listeners, lifers, um, and a lot of them are law enforcement. Mm-hmm. But I, I talked to some hell; they didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they're still doing the old pen and paper, shuffling around, way, and, and, and it's you. 
back to the two um, stop signs for for pad tracks or whatever it be is the good old boy thing or we've done it this way for a, a thousand years or price price you can't you can't do it on price because I can guarantee you mm -hmm. you take the man hours that you spent in the last six months on searching for evidence or transport whatever it may be in you price is not the issue the the good old boy we've always done it this way uh, in once they get the egg on their face, because it's gonna mm -hmm. happen sooner or later, and it, uh, uh, and the news, especially nowadays, right? Everybody's got social media mm -hmm. and everything else, and everything goes viral. There's no shit. Uh, and twenty years ago, we didn't have to worry about that, mm -hmm. right? And I mean, we, I'm not saying we swept stuff under the rug, but I mean, it's human error. You say, "Oh, uh oh," and you have the "uh oh" moment. Mm -hmm. You think. That, that bag of evidence I found underneath my truck uh, that I ran up and CIA. said, I, oh, it's been riding my right. truck. No, I didn't do it. Hell, I wasn't mm -hmm. in there in evidence. That's right. right. <laughs> and, 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 uh, we won't ask any questions. That's right. And, and so, but that's, that can't be the case any longer, y'all. And you need to tell everybody about the system, pad tracks. And uh, there's nobody that has patents on it, who's done it, who's put it in the time, they five years before you went fully uh, mm -hmm. operational. And uh, I know you're still striving every day mm -hmm. to improve and you're all over the nation, but you're not until, how many law enforcement agencies? 77,000 or something? Like that, 70, something. A little over 78,000 okay. in the United States. Until 78,000, all 78,000 of them have it then I don't, I don't think we need to stop this. And I'm going to start doing an evidence episode every series. Now, I know every, every season, and this is gonna conclude uh, season six. In season seven, I'm gonna ask you lifers, somebody out there, and a bunch of y'all have already sent me stuff. And you can be law enforcement or a victim or whatever. Mm -hmm. Send me your evidence stories, and I want to sit down and, and get with Matt and say, "Listen to this shit." And uh, I'll cherry pick one at a time, maybe two for the episode. But I'm gonna do it. Maybe every six or seven shows, I'm gonna do an evidence show, and we're gonna tell, put the human face on how these screw ups can be uh, affect real human beings and how they can be avoided, right? So I'll tell you the story and you tell me how it can be fixed. And you know, that's what I'm more interested in is hearing these stories. And one, because we're gonna pride ourselves on having the best evidence system right. and without understanding all the problems, can't fix it. Right. And again, we, we really try our best to not only hear our customers, that we had a call this morning. Customer caught up, goes, hey, how do I do this? Ah. Yep. Give me an hour and let me put that fix in there, right. you know, just something new. Right. But guess right. who else wants it? Every other customer we've right. got. Absolutely. You Absolutely. Know? It improves so, across for everybody. And the one thing we don't have the avenue to do until now mm -hmm. is hear from the victims. Right. You know, right. Sh right. tell me what happened and, and, and see how what? we can I help. I got We may, uh, I bet you we may find a category that you're not even aware of. Mm -hmm. Possibly, right? We want to hear and it. And you being a fourth anchor, Patrick's being the lead certainly the top expert in the evidence field uh, in tracking and maintaining the chain custody and, and cutting out the errors. So you're always striving, you like Jason R, you're always striving to improve and, you know. Uh, it's really nice to have a, a good product, yeah. but the great ones keep their customers for 20, 30, 50, right, 100 right, right, years, right. and that's but where we want to be. I think everybody in the world should use it, not even just in the United States. Do you know of anything like this in Europe or anywhere? Yeah, I actually got a uh, carry, one of my developers, sent me a link the other day. It was in Britain, and they had uh, some uh, malfeasance where they went in and did an audit and couldn't find this evidence. And then, lo and behold, you know, when this story comes out, hey, we can't find evidence. Right. The evidence officer just says, oh, I'm ready to retire. Well, of uh, course, they investigate yeah. and go, yeah, no wonder you were trying to get out of the door. Exactly. And uh, so, yeah, it it's worldwide, you know. Yeah. And, Again, 99% of the time, just like in any organization, family, we always got a bad seed somewhere. Sure, and sure. it's usually for stupid right. reasons. Right. And, but, well, you know, the best people develop 
bad addictions. They get yeah. in, uh, narcotics addictions, and they get in a car wreck. And I'm talking about, I've dealt with little ladies uh, or uh, who've been in a car wreck and their grandmothers, and, and they take them, um, they get through with the therapy, they have it on the oxys and all this stuff for so long. Well, hell, they get done, their body's addicted to the pain medicine. Mm-hmm. And then they go and they start stealing. I'm talking about people embezzling that have been on the job 20-something years. Mm-hmm. So they, but the best of people develop addictions for whatever reason and go down the wrong and make the wrong choices and they think they can get away with it and by replacing and they may replace mm-hmm. it a couple of times but sooner or later it catches up mm-hmm. but do you know because we have listeners and at one time it was like 167 countries in the world i haven't counted in a long time but do you know that in uh, anywhere else in the world somebody's doing something like pad tracks negative all right there you go there you go all your lifers out there and, and uh australia is special since y'all developed off the penal colony, <laughs> that, that's our second leading country <laughs> and, uh, uh, for listeners. In Absolutely. Uh, Canada, uh, everybody, this is it. You want to take out the human era, which is going to be there no matter what, right? None of us are Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and, and take out the human era, take out the temptation of uh, doing wrong whether you know the stealing because you're addicted or because you're a dirtbag or whatever mm-hmm. i mean look y'all there's so many cases i could have done here locally about evidence rooms where uh there are people that are selling the dope out of evidence room or stealing mm-hmm. the cash etc i mean i don't want to have to do that that those cases are there we want to hear your cases mm-hmm. i'm going to do an evidence episode probably every six weeks or so and uh, matt uh, would you come back and want again? Oh, 100%. And, and then, it, uh, but I'll maybe in the future, it'll be where I'll do my like the podcast deal, right? Mm-hmm. And then and tell the story, story, and then and have you tell me how you how yeah. pad tracks could have handled it. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you how pad tracks, and, and we tell everybody we talk to use, use pad tracks, use somebody else. We don't care. Just educate yourself. Here's, and again, you want to learn about evidence. Number one, Find your problems first, mm-hmm. then go look for the solution. And it could be Patrick's. I hope it is. Mm-hmm. But if it's not, you know, again, use Excel. Go to the conferences that are made for property and evidence people. Find what they're doing, how they've solved the problems, you mm-hmm. know. Again, yes, we want to have all the customers we can handle. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm here to provide a solution. And if it's giving you some direction, great. Well, hey, but you know what? Me as a taxpayer, as a Joe citizen now, I want my dollars spent wisely mm-hmm. and I certainly don't want uh, me as the old cop I don't want a bad guy walking free because of error but the I know how much time and and money it takes and manpower it takes to manage and, and dig up manage and uh, properly handle evidence mm-hmm. and I, I think pad tracks is it's my show. I can say shit. I think Pat Tracks is the shit, and I think that everybody needs to know about it. And so, like I do for Lopa, uh, um, because I believe in an organ donor thing, the old cop in me believes in this and what you're doing, and I think it's phenomenal, and I think the world needs to know about it, and we'll continue, uh, like I said, to put an evidence series. Y'all send in your stories um, in... We'll get it done. Yeah, you know. Anything else? You uh, it's just a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, man. I got so excited when I came in that first day. I was like, "What the hell?" And then yeah. my OCD's kicking in. And we started into a nine-hour day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, but my best part was three or four o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm laying there, the, the ideas come to me, and that's why I started thinking, "Man, we can get everybody's stories." Because uh, uh, you know there's, there's some bad ones, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and the rape cases and, and people have been turned loose to rape again or murder mm-hmm. uh, uh, and, and just horrible stories. But we'll, we'll, we'll give face to those stories and by, by pushing it out and, and doing the evidence series, I think, or not series, evidence stories from now on, if we can save one person from having to go be re-traumatized as a victim uh, or one case from stopping being thrown out because Patrax gets put in and or you can save me some of my tax money <laughs> and put another cop on the road, mm-hmm. right? Uh, 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 I think that's important. Yep. 
So, and again, anybody that calls in, they just want information or maybe an organization that can help them. Right. I got that information. I'll send it to you so okay. you can hand it out. Oh, you know what? Let's do that. The um, and uh, I, we can put it on all social media and everything else. But if you want, uh, how can people contact? Uh, I'm talking. We have a huge law following, <laughs> and they may take it to their chief or some a lot, a lot of our chiefs. Uh, uh, how can they contact? Yeah, I mean, of course you can call me or message me. Absolutely, everybody you. should call you between the hours of midnight and three. Cindy, <laughs> I'm up anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, up anyway. Now, easiest way: go to patrax.com, p-a-d-t-r-a-x.com, and it's got all of our information. Yeah. And uh, you can obviously just call, ask for me, yeah. or you can call and say, I'm, "I want information on software." And, and yeah. if you're an IT person, we got those people that can answer your questions. Right. And, and then y'all might have some questions. Um, that we haven't covered today when you're listening to this. Mm -hmm. And then I'm sure I'll think of something later on that we didn't cover, but yeah, call it in and ask, all right? And, and these are good people. Um, really, really, I mean, I met your father, uh, um, Mr. Bill, and, and, and all that. These are good people. I know the people that work here. One of you guys, IT guys, I we used to work in the Uniform Patrol with mm -hmm. way, way back in the day. And mm -hmm. he's super intelligent. Yes. Um, and, but, so y'all give him a call at, or hit me up at woody at realliferealcrime.com and you know I'll get back with you. So, but I appreciate you. Thank you. And, and um, patrax.com. That's it. All right. And so this is where I'll say the, all the podcasts or stuff that I always forget to say. And first of all, I want to thank everybody for listening, liking, and sharing. Uh, I appreciate you, lifers, best fans in the world. We're growing phenomenally every day. Uh, um, that's because y'all keep liking and sharing us. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Real Life Real Crime or at Overton Woody. Um, Facebook, I, I forget how many pages we have now, y'all, but the crew page, the uh, Real Life Real Prime friends, fans, and crews at, I think, 31,600 members today. Um, Y'all go there if you like true crime. It's true crime stuff, but you have to be admitted to the group. So submit your admittance or whatever it's called, and our Dream Team moderators will get you approved. Go in there. I'm in there every day. I answer everybody personally. Uh, we have the Real Life Real Crime Lanyard page. If you got some, if you have something that you want to talk about, you want to share a watch party, you sell something or whatever, uh, that that's a private group. Also, we get you admitted to it. I think it's four or five thousand members, and that's stuff that's not true crime related. Uh, so so y'all use that. I cannot accept any more friends requests. And I get them from y'all every day. So we're gonna try to, I'm try to remind y'all to. Uh, just go to the regular Real Life Real Crime uh, Facebook page, and I'll, I'll answer anything you have there. Um, we're on Twitter, although I don't know how to use it. And let's see what else. I'm going to forget something. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, they did. We'll put it in the show notes, right? And uh, Courtney Coco, I do believe the... Uh, because COVID is going down, et cetera, I believe our John Bell Edwards, our governor, is probably going to lift the restrictions on the grand juries, the moratorium he has on grand juries now. I'm hoping it's going to go through. Justice for Courtney, stay tuned on that one. Miss Barbara Blunt, content, please continue to call in your tips. COVID is going to ease up, and we're going to be able to hit the ground running on again. And I say we, I mean, the sheriff's office, Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office, and, and, and Sheriff Ard, and his dedicated team of professionals, most of which I got to work with in my career, or they want to they want to work this case. This is the difference between Courtney Coco's case. They actually give a shit. So the we want to do it every time I do this, y'all. Every week I get a new tip uh, for the couple of y'all that sent the tips in in the last two weeks. I had the COVID and we were iced in. I know there's a couple of y'all I haven't responded to yet. I will. Your ideas uh, were very good. I, uh, some of them already been covered, but I will reach out to you and uh, I'm behind on that. But y'all, please continue to share Ms. Barbara Blunt's case and spread it. Um, I guess that's it. LOPA, Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency, Give the Gift of Life, uh, Site, all the fantastic 
uh, stuff they do. And if I was in my new, I, we built a studio, man. I built a studio. I just soundproof, finished soundproofing it last night. So, but the, uh, I have a map without pins of all the different countries around the world. And this is the point where I say it doesn't matter if you're in Louisiana, you go to lipa.org, and it, if you're from wherever, and I pick a country. So you pick a country today. Give me a country today. Oh, Iceland. Yeah, I, my, my son was looking at the Iceland last night on the map when we were in soundproofing room. So you're for one or two listeners in Iceland, uh, and you want to sign up to be an organ donor, you can do that. Go to lopa.org and sign up to be an organ donor and be a hero. And I'm Woody Overton, your host of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. And until next time or ever, don't let me catch you down on murder. Bye. Peace. Real Crime is a true crime podcast brought to you by Woody Overton and executive producer Toby Template.